When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Heather Havenwood on our show, the beautiful, awesome Southern Belle who is going to advise us on how to avoid dating and potentially marrying a psycho with her psycho test. Plus, we're also going to dig into a bunch of other topics with her and get a real Southern ladies female perspective on what women want. So keep listening. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts. You guys know me too well at this point. Here with Marnie Kinris. You don't well, know her well enough. Hopefully they're just finding this show because it's so popular and everybody's sharing it That's with their true. friends. That's true. So they don't caring. know us. No, they don't. So yeah. I'm a comedian. Check out my other podcast called Mentally Chill on uh, iTunes. Marnie uh, WingGirlMethod.com. And um, so we have a guest today named Heather Havenwood. And I just want to tell this really quickly. So Heather's a uh, dating expert, has DatingTriggers.com that you have a link to or something. Right. But, yeah. Sorry, I, was, I knew I was going to screw that up. But I just wanted to say this. So I don't love to brag about the fact that I drive Uber occasionally. <laughs> but I drive for Uber occasionally. Don't tell anyone. Um, and I picked up a couple and they had sex in the back seat of your car? No, but people make out and I'm like, <laughs> can you please not? I'll like flip the the rear view really? mirror because I can't look. Um, but so this couple got in the car. He sat in the front seat. She, she sat in the back and he sat in the front because he had like a cane actually. But they were on their third Bumble date. Mm. He called her Heather. Her name was Nicole. <laughs> because he said, this was their third date and he said something like Heather and I and she wasn't answering, and I turned around because it was like getting awkward, and I kind of like turned a little bit. I go, "Is your name Heather?" And she's like, "No, it's Nicole." <gasps> and I want to get out of this car, like, and, and oh so they my got God. in a blow up fight, and then he ended up going off on us for having like these ridiculous standards on men. I'm like, "What? Remembering a girl's name?" Well, that you met on, on the David? Uber community. <laughs> well, that, yes, that's <laughs> true. Yes. That. I clearly have high living standards in right. for Uber. Um, but I just thought it was really funny. And since we have a Heather on our show, I wanted to bring that, that story. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. That's <laughs> it wasn't so me. <laughs> yeah. I think he was, like, imagining you. You probably were helping him date. And he's right. like, Heather's so great. I'm going to say you. Heather. I can't believe he screwed up the name. How old were these people? He had um, a cane. He had a cane, but it was only because he clearly, like, had some sort of, like, leg problem. Okay. They were probably, he was probably 42. and She, oh. she was probably, like, 38. Okay. 35. Oh I would be so pissed. She was so mad. Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. The whole horrible. ride. And then it was a long ride. I mean, it was like, so how about the Yankees? Like, it was just really <laughs> yeah, awkward. Like going to Dodger Stadium from <laughs> yeah. like Santa Monica. That'd be horrible. Yeah. Well, Heather, thank you so much for being on the yeah. show. Thank he- you. Heather and I have known each other for, I would say, 10 years now. Don't call I think her Nicole. Like 10 years. Nicole and I have known each other forever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, I got trumped. Yeah, we've known each other, I think, for 10 years. It was like 10 years. How, 10 years. How did you guys meet? Um, we actually are in a marketing group with with each Mm -hmm. other. Oh, cool. And so at the time, um, marketing group sounds super fun and not nerdy at all. It was so sexy. And like one of the few girls that are part of this group. Yeah. Very few. There's like three of us. Maybe four. In and out. Maybe four or five. Yeah. And then there's like rare. 40 guys. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but Heather had been doing a lot of coaching and work with people on, uh, with men, on how to date younger women, right? That's what you yeah. were doing initially. So she's also an expert with that. But um, we were texting the other day. I had asked her to come into the podcast and I said, what would be great for you to talk about? And sh- I had said dating younger women. She said, that's cool. But I actually have this test that men can do on women to make sure. AIDS test? That the, ooh. Ah, what's that ringing? That women are not psycho. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. I love that. So Heather, tell us about this test. Yeah, so I, it's funny because I teach men how to date younger women, and it came to me because a friend of mine, John Elias, who you know as well, Marnie, who said um, I was at a point in my life where I was broke, and I knew about all my online marketing, and he's like, you know, why don't you do something where no one can ever question you on? I'm like, what's that? He's like, why don't you teach older men how to date younger women like you? I'm like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> I know how to do that one, right? Yeah. So that's how it all started. That's how I got in this crazy marketing business. And what's interesting is I came across this test, and um, and, and it's a test where, as you and I were women, we we understand, I'll tell you the, the psychology behind it, like what the, really, the test is. But in the men's world, if men are hanging out and having a beer, they're going to be like, that girl's crazy. That girl's crazy. She's crazy. I hate how they crazy. throw that around. It's like, yeah, we're crazy because you made what? us crazy, a-holes. Exactly. Yeah. No. Uh, yes, they did. Nobody made even you anything started. crazy. My wife's crazy. And that was the biggest complaint I heard. I know y'all hear that, too. So yeah. I always t- tell them, look, guys, let's just make this really simple. All women are crazy. Now, what you don't want is psycho, right? Because if you and I were <laughs> right. friends, and if I say to... Marnie, look, that girl over there, she's cray-cray. You better take that as true psycho, right? Because I would never say that about another girl, that she's cray-cray, unless I really meant psycho. Like, psycho means you go outside your door and the tires are slashed. Right. That's psycho, right? But we all are crazy, you know what I mean? Like we all have, we have the, all have the capacity. Yes, we all are crazy. crazy, but but there's people who can keep it in check, like right. me and Marnie, right. and then girls like slash tired Emily Valentine, who cannot. Yeah, like I know that I might throw a plate, right, Adam? But I yeah, 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 totally. Take that, like, <laughs> like yes, it just kill the tires. You know, I wouldn't go right. out. There. You won't find like four tires broken. You know what I'm saying? Like I won't, I won't go there. But I might, I might throw a plate at the wall. And I would think about it. I just wouldn't act on it on this tire right, slash. Right, I might go. I really would love. And that's just passion. Yeah. Right, exactly. So I'm not psycho. So guys always say, oh, well, I want to date a younger woman because they're fun. They're this, they're that. I'm like, okay, fine. You want to do that? You want to hang out with a 25 year old when you're 40 and it's super, super awkward with her, with her friends? Fine. That's totally cool. Here's the challenge, right? Because what's the number one thing they say? They always say, I don't want a gold digger. Well, how do you know? Right. How do you know she's a gold digger? And I'm like, how do you really know? No, girls, we all know which ones are gold diggers and which ones aren't, right? We can just tell. Yeah. There's a vibe to it. Right. But I call that... Gold digger dar. Yeah, we know. Like we, Our girlfriend's like, oh, stay away from that one. Mm-hmm. Like, no, really? No, I'm telling you, stay away from that. You just want me to stay away from that one because she's super hot and that got big boobs. No, I'm serious. Like, stay away from that one. And then months later, he's like, she's freaking cray-cray. And here's 
this little test, a little test. And so uh, just for a second, I'm going to, like, everyone imagine there, uh, this one girl, usually an ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife, someone that you've spent some time with. And we're just going to go through this little, like, I'm going to do, like, two, at a t- two and then we're going to talk about it, okay, because it's super easy. So here, here you go. So think of the person's name and then ask yourself the question. It's going to be either this or that, all right? So I'm going to do this or that. Here's the first one. Bottomless, bottom, sorry, bottomless pit of emotion or self-affirmed, right? Which one, which one? Um, energy vampire or energy source? So we're choosing which one we like on. better? Right. So what you're doing is, it's not either or, that which one's better. You're just kind of saying, is this person this or that? Like, I've spent some time with them. I've been with them for six months or maybe a year. Maybe I lived with them. And you just, like, look at, are they bottomless pit, pit of emotion or self-affirmed? Are they vindictive or do they move on? Are they energy vampire or the energy source. And what we're doing is we're going yeah. through a process on behavior, right? Versus they're smoking hot, they got nice boobs, and they got no cellulite. Okay, well, that's great. But are they a person of high self-esteem? And that's what this test does. It basically says this person has high self-esteem because we all know people that are gorgeous. Like, they're 11s, okay? They're 12s, they're stunning. Kristen. But their self-esteem <laughs> is like a 2 or a 1. Right. They're the ones, they're going to go freaking Ape crap. Well, right? well, 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 well. <laughs> just yes, there are ones that will go ape crap, but I have low self esteem, but also I'm not a psycho. I just have right. low self esteem. Like and then I'll just let it hurt me and then I'll like go into a shell. That's not that's not low self esteem. That's just being sensitive. That's very different. That's I mean, true. I, I, right? So there's someone who's not who's I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. There's daddy issues, low self esteem, and then there's like sensitive, low self esteem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's some other ones. Right? Daddy issues will slit your tires. Someone who's manipulative or forthright. Someone who's self sabotaging or who's always like looking to self improve. Right. Someone who's like a chronic TV watcher or too busy to watch TV. Mm. I mean, if you just <laughs> think of like, your ex boyfriend or even ex girlfriend, you can start to visualize where they're at in this. I would say test, and from there. You can see if this is a person of high self-esteem because I can talk to men all day long. Look, you want someone who's smart, intelligent, who can be your partner. That's great. And be able to do adventures with you. And, yes, you want her to be smoking hot. But what you really want is someone who is confident in themselves. How do you test for that when you're across the dinner table? How do you test for that? How do you know they're not going to be a gold digger? How do you know? No, but you know what? I, th- I think that the, the um, which one is actually a good thing to do on any level, not even just looking for someone who is a psycho, but just sort of keeping yourself in check to make sure that you are dating the right people that are for you. Because the truth is, is that somebody is going to end up with the psychotic girl because they absolutely love that girl or vice versa, that psychotic guy who goes off the hinge when X, Y, and Z happens. But there's other things about them that Mm -hmm. they enjoy that make it worthwhile for them. But it's a great way to not just be swept up, as you said, by somebody who is absolutely gorgeous and really fun. It's it's checking in with yourself to say, eh, but what I'm really looking for is somebody that makes me laugh. What I'm really looking for is somebody that can help boost me up when I'm having a down moment. And mm-hmm. then from that place of just you know checking in with yourself and being more self-aware about what your wants are, you can start to ask better questions, not, not attacking questions like, which would you prefer? But <laughs> questions that... Um, can help you see how they would handle things and can help you get to those answers a lot faster. 
than finding out five months in that they are not a loving, caring person. Do you know what I mean? It's just like to keep yourself in check so that you're recognizing those things much sooner for yourself. Well, it's a couple of things. One of my mentors always said to me a long time ago, behavior never lies. Right. right. So it's always easier to look back after being with someone for a period of time and go, wow, there's all these red flags. I should have known. I should have known. Right. Yeah. Well, this test is basically designed just to help you be more aware of behavior and patterns in yeah. yourself and other people. Right. Are, is there like a standard f- five that you would say are good for people? Well, I guess because you don't know what everybody else's wants are. So yeah, how can they de- how can they develop their own which ones? That's a great question. I don't know the answer, but I will say that for myself, like I, what I did is I took every single guy that I've dated, even even if it's just like two or three dates, down to guys I'm engaged to, and I put their names on all these tests, and I started to see a pattern of who I was attracted to. Like, oh, look, look at that. I'm constantly being attracted to this one type of person, and then I get mad when they're not what I want, huh? You know, just note, just like noticing how I who I was attracting. And then I was able to shift that because I was noticing. And for me, I kind of have a hero. I've kind of I've got a hero issue. A lot of guys have that, but for some reason, I have that. I want to save the guy from himself. And a lot no, of guys, a lot have of women have that too. Women. <laughs> so there's a there's a kind of relation there. Is part of this test is starts to real to realize what kind of women are you attracting? Are you constantly attracting the smoking hot one who always needs a, a daddy war box? That might work for you. But there's other parts of that that you, that you don't want. Like you keep thinking you're going to save her and someday she's going to move out of it. Meanwhile, that's just her pattern. She just wants to constantly be saved. So just be aware of it. Like maybe you like someone who's um, dependent versus independent. Maybe you like someone who's completely energy vampire versus an energy source for you. Right. Right? Depends. Right. Well, so for you, you're, you're in Austin right now. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about the dating world in Austin? Well, Just trying to get out of Los Angeles. <laughs> right, they're all here. Yeah, all, you've pushed. Y'all have pushed. California has pushed everyone Oh, my God. Here. I, I know, know. Everybody is know. there. It's crazy. But good thing they're not really from Los Angeles originally. They're just, you know, I'm it's from, like via Los Texas. Angeles. <laughs> yeah, you're proper oh, Texas. Oh, you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the Austin, it's weird. I, I mean, there's a lot of people talk about, like, the real estate here is really high. And they'll say, yeah, but it's not as high as, as New York and San Francisco. And I'm like, we are in Tejas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, right. this is Texas with tacos and trucks, right? right? And they've, like, tried to implant New York and San Francisco here. So there's a lot of implants and just implants. A lot of people here from from basically New York and California. The um, dating scene is quite interesting. Um, there's a lot of singles here, people who are may or may not be interested in getting married. When you move out of Austin into Dallas and other areas, it's very much still more of a traditional getting married and having kids and it's a, it's a more of a push like something's wrong with you if you're not married kids in Austin no one ever asked me that first when I was living in Houston and living in different other cities like Florida I was constantly getting asked why are you not married why are you right. not married why are you not married you know and here it's never even discussed you know it's just like whatever you're yeah, single because... you're not single doesn't even matter marry not married don't care buy try whatever you know it's a little bit different conversation than the rest of Texas. And I grew try up a real thing. Yeah. Buy, try. I don't know. Maybe. Try, try <laughs> like triple. Like, I feel like that would be a real thing. Well, I know I know a guy here who was from California who moved here. Um, and actually, Marnie, you know him too. But he's married with a girlfriend and had kids with both. So that's a try. They consider themselves a try. When married I with a kid. Like, we're a try. Married with so, a kid. Who, he's a try. Who's this person? Oh, now I want to know. 
They're married. He's married. I know. He's married to a girl, and then she has a girl, and then he's had kids with both. Right? Who so is this? Now I want to know. Damn it. Because I, I thought I'll it was. Tell you I, don't I thought it was CH, it. but now I'm not so sure. Oh, <laughs> int- int- oh my God. Now I want to know. Um, interesting. Actually, I just found out recently that I'm a sap- sapiosexual. You're a what? Yeah, sapiosexual. sapiosexual. You know what I see that. Is? Yes, I do. And it's on all these profiles. Yes, that's the reason I know what it is because on Bumble, everyone's like, I'm a sapiosexual. And then it's like, person who's like into books. They're like, yeah, into do you know, wait, Dave, smart. you know what it is? Immediately swipe left on that person. What? Because yeah. Because that's pretentious. It's super pretentious. I actually went out with one guy who said he was a sapiosexual. He was he was really cute, but he was like the most uptight dude I've ever I don't think I've I would ever here. say out loud that exactly. I'm a sapiosexual. Yeah, just be into someone just who's intelligent. Be one. Right. Just, yeah. yeah that, just it, be you're right. One and it's fine because if you have to tell me all these things be, that you are, right. you're bullshit. That's why I don't like those coexist bumper stickers and stuff. Because it's like, yes, clearly, yeah. let's all just coexist. Like, we don't need to point it out to each other how great we are and how wonderful we are. Let's and, just do it. Can someone fill me in. What is. <laughs> okay. So a sapiosexual is one who finds. It says one who finds the contents of someone else's mind to be their most attractive attribute above and before their physical characteristics. From the Latin root sapien, meaning wise, the term is now become. Coming mainstream with dating apps such as OkCupid and Sapio giving users the ability to define their sexual orientations as sapiosexual. For many, defining oneself as sapiosexual, um, it's also a statement against the current status quo of hookup culture and superficiality where looks are prized above else. Give me a deep conversation or a passing, you know who passionate always says debate this? over brainless beauty any day. You know who always says this? Hot people. Whenever I see it in a profile, it's like this hot dude. That's he's correct. like into sapiosexual. It's like, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> You're a player in a That must be a why I am a sapiosexual. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Please send me over that test because I'm very curious why. It's not a test. It's just saying, like, you just, you find intelligence attractive. Okay, it's like, yes, everyone should find intelligence similar. attractive. But some people yeah. do not. I know they don't, but that's the thing. It's like you have to point out just being normal. Then you're into, right. That you have, like, decent standards. Yeah. <laughs> I think as a dude, I've dated guys different. who are super hot, but if they can't hold a conversation with me or be any kind of intelligent, I just go, wah, wah. Like, well, wah, wah. well, that's exactly. what I wanted to talk to you about. So, like, let's, let's cut yeah. Austin out of this. But what about the rest of Texas? Like, what, what are the things that women are attracted to in Texas that you're seeing? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, it's just, it's, Texas is big, and Texas still is very traditional. You know, Meaning like, what? I'm in a, they call it a, you know, a Democratic little, Democrat versus Republican. I just, you know, I am in this little blue area, very blue. But then you step out of Austin, it's extremely Republican, right? And not that it that means anything, but it, it's a traditional conversation, right? Tradition and... Um, Probably religion. Yeah, religion. I mean, there's a lot of that. I grew up in Southern Baptist. I mean, I had a copywriter one time write an article about me called Good Girl Gone Bad, Baptist Girl Gone Bad. Was, that's me. I grew up Baptist. I grew up... It should know, be like Baptist Girl Turned Normal. Right. Like, that's what it should be called. <laughs> right. But in their world, I mean, right. you know, not have sex before marriage. And I have. I lived in a foster family my, my last year in high school, and they are, to this day, they're all... Still married to the high school sweetheart. They still have they all have kids. They that was the first time they had sex. I mean, it's still going on. It's like twenty years later, and they're still in that space. And I said, happy for them. Congratulations. And that's why I got booted out, right? Right. <laughs> but um, I think it's still very traditional, believe it or not. But it's meaning what? When, so really when it comes to dating, so yes, you're talking about like religion, and there's rules that are in place. So like, what are some of what are some of those dating rules? Like, what is traditional about dating? Traditional. In, I mean, I'm just going to speak from a traditional sense, right? And, and not really speaking from what, what's happening today, because Austin really is a novelty. It's very tech. And it's just this weird area in the middle of Texas. But, I mean, in traditional sense, it's just very much like um, getting married and never getting divorced or working it out no matter what or 
Um, well, what about for guys who are trying to date? Like, we get a lot of guys, like a lot of um, African American men who write to us and say, like, I live in Dallas, I live in Houston. Um, how do I get? Yeah, a white how girl can I to get, date me? Yeah, is it possible to get a white girl to date me? So, it, like, are those things? Possible? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think especially in Houston and Dallas, it's very, um, it's very cultural, um, and that's way more accepted. Um, it's way more accepted versus the rural areas of Texas, which is right. pretty big, right? But in Dallas and Houston and Austin, it's it's very it's very cultural. Cultural. It's very open, um, but it's just not open. Like, um, give me an example. San you and I have a, a, a friend that we both know, um, Marnie, in San Francisco, and, and they're in a talks um, like Trump. poly relationship or whatnot, right? <laughs> and just friend, even <laughs> just just uttering the word to me, it's very common sense. I've had multiple conversations with these people and all of them, and it's just just because the world we live in, it's no big deal. But the moment I come back here, and the moment I even speak it, like I have a therapist right now that I just spoke the word polyamorous it was like oh, how dare you even think that it's just like why can't i even have a conversation about it? there's there's no i can't like find something online in austin so like it's a little oh, bit prude. people like that it's just very it's a very closed world here okay. it's, like so it's a little bit more prude so Way basically you're yeah. saying like you know if 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 you want to meet somebody, wear a huge cross around your neck and start talking mm-hmm. about, you know, nineteen twenty-four. That would be a great way to to break into conversation with women. In te- is that what you're saying? Like, <laughs> how do you how do you date in Texas? Like, okay, so let's say there there is. How do you date in Texas? Things yeah, so weird. It's not. It's just. But what are women attracted to there? Um, I think right now it's, it's very intellectual conversation. The biggest complaint I hear from women, even in the country zones, like yeah, they're not just into trucks. <laughs> no big truck. I mean, the biggest complaint I hear is men aren't men because they have a lot of techie guys, but they're not men. They're like behind the, they're kind of geeks mm-hmm. and they're not. And what does that, what does that themselves. mean? What does men mean? Because, you what? know, that's the complaint around like the world. Like being a man means. So what does it mean? What, like to women who are, who are in the South there, what does being a man mean? I think what's happening, especially in, our, in Austin right now, we have really some, a lot of smart, intelligent women and men aren't keeping up with the communication side of it. Like they can't have a hold of conversation. It's only texting. They can't really sit there and just have a conversation about what they want or the future or anything like that. They just have this kind of shutdown. And that's the biggest complaint I hear. Or no one, because the younger, especially the millennials, it's heavy, heavy millennials here right now, like heavy, heavy millennials, which is super interesting for me because I grew, I spent like 15 years of my life in Florida and the average age was 80, right? And then I moved here and the average age is like whatever, 25 or 30 right. or something really low. I would be so hip in Florida. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It would stand out. We should do our podcast there. We should. <laughs> it's very interesting. So it's it's it's. I think it's it's where they're at in their life. Millennials are f- so focused on where they're going, where they're headed. What's what's As they're, they should they're, be. The last thing they're thinking about is kids, which is interesting to look at. Which is great. That's like, what hey, they should what? not. They shouldn't be focusing on that stuff because. But the rest of Texas is right. Right. It's right. Right. Different. It's the just different between cultures. Between twenty and thirty, most like everyone I grew up with. Everyone I grew up with had kids. Yeah. Everyone. Morons. When they have kids, what? Um, <laughs> what? When they were twenty, like when they were twenty, not like now. But I'm I know. Like well, yeah, idiots. Okay, <laughs> so. Marnie's a little bitter right now for reasons unspoken. Um, so Just spit up on. Her. I know exactly. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, so, so then, what? So you can you define a man for me? Like not even speaking about Austin versus the rest sure. of Texas or and it's just like how do you what? define a man for me? You're putting me in the spot. That's okay. Well, that's what this is Shabbat mm-hmm. is about. Shabbat. Um, this is Shabbat. It's <laughs> this is Shabbat. Jewish. It's all of a sudden, just <laughs> this is what it's about. I want to hear like what do you think is a man? Because it's it's funny you're saying a man who can hold a conversation, but traditionally you know, that wasn't I've what really a man was. Really thought about this a lot um, personally. 
um, because I've been told for myself, being 41, not married, um, and recently engaged, I've been told over my whole life to, like, chill out or stop being so loud or you need to be calmer so you can get married. Just, like, constantly you need to change yourself so that a man can accept you. I've been told that my whole life. And I'm at a point, maybe it's because I'm 40s, I don't know, but I'm kind of a big, like, "Mm, F you kind of, you know what? If a man can't be equal to me on some level energetically, like literally an energetic conversation or a com- or an intellectual conversation, or if I have to push myself smaller into a smaller box so he can quote unquote deal with me, then it's not a, a fit. It's just not a fit. And I was told a long time ago, there's not very many, many men can that can be with you. I think that's a cop out. I think that's a cop out for a lot of men to that they don't want to grow and they don't want to step up. That's my view. I'm not saying I'm speaking for any other woman other than myself right now. So um, I find that a true man knows when things are good. They know when things are working, not working. They know that it's two, two imperfect people are about co-creating something together. I got this actually from a friend of ours, again, to Marnie, that they said, men don't see it, but women see the relationship as a third entity. It's like mm-hmm. me, it's you, and the relationship's like a bubble. Mm-hmm. The relationship bubble is a third entity. It's like a child. That's women automatically true. see that. Men don't see it automatically. And so I think... I don't know if men see it ever. I don't, some, I don't for know if people. Ever. I've heard that some do, some don't. Right? I don't know, but unless they're explained it, I think when Once a, a family, man gets but... that it's really a third entity, like doing something for the relationship, um, I think that's, um, that's a pretty... Um, interesting man. I like yeah. I like okay. So those those are interesting. Those are interesting things. That's how you defined a man. But for me. Okay. Yeah, that's what you're me. looking for in a man. It's funny. So I was watching um, How to Be Single. Have you seen? No, I, I watched movie. the movie. Yeah. I saw okay. That. So it was like really cute, kind of cheesy, but it it was interesting because in one of the scenes, um, this girl she designed this dating dress. No, no. Is it the zipper? The zipper. How oh, no, but that was really smart, I needed too. that the other day. I thought day. that was really, really I needed smart. needed that the other day. Um, it's for people who, you know, live by themselves, who want to take a dress off or on, and it's like this contraption. Anyway, that, yeah. Oh, my that, God. You know how many times I've gone to the hotel lobby or gone to like, the neighbor's half dress? Like, yeah. Can you zip me? Can you zip oh, me? Oh, it's a, it's a genius thing. I'm surprised nobody's, like, doing it. But yeah. uh, th- this the, was uh, another invention that was created on uh, in this movie. This girl who was single, she created this um, app that puts all the dating apps into one space. It's like an algorithm that helps you choose who actually would be the most viable options for you from all these different dating apps. And so she's talking to this guy um, who owns a bar. He's like, you know, standing behind the bar. And she's saying, yeah, I created this blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh my God, it's not that easy. You can meet so many people everywhere. And she starts, uh, she takes like a a bowl full of peanuts and she dumps them out and she starts talking about like the actual viable options that are there for her. It made so much sense. And that actually made me very depressed when I was watching it. (laughs) Because yeah, like because why? she ends up with like a little crumb. So she she starts saying, "Here's the pool of people who are in New York City. Okay, let's cut them in half. Here, half, half men, are men, half, half women. women. Then, most most are women though. So it was more men than women. Right, exactly. So she still had like more, a, like more a smaller pool of peanuts afterwards. Then she goes here: ones that are gay, ones that are married, ones that are uh, you know over this age, under that age. So she ended up having like this really small pool of individuals. And basically, she has like certain things that she's looking for, like well educated, or even like a couple of other things that she wanted to add onto there. And she ended up with like one tiny peanut <laughs> at the very end that she had to like cut it into force. Not that I'm saying that options are limited out there, but as but one, ro- but but even what you were saying, like as 
as vast as we think that those options are, that for some people it, it can seem it much. Gets down. It, it gets whittled down because of the things that you're actually looking for. But I, I, I hear what you're saying about like what you're looking for in a man, and that is. It is a smaller pool of men, but hopefully, if you can find where those men interact, which, you know, the, the world, the world that we're in, why, do, why does one, why do we have in a society? Just a question that we have to settle. Oh, well, there's not much out there. We don't. That's why the millennials it. have it. Great. You know, there's They're, not much out there, so you might as well just deal with what you got and like love what you got and like you're not happy, but like okay, be with it. Well, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm thinking, in a few years, maybe that's where I'll have to be, and it's sad and scary. Why? Because I don't think I'll find what I'm looking for. But and no, right now it's okay to not accept it. But like, you know, I do want to have kids and I do want to have a family. And well, like, that, right. you know, but that's the so thing like, that's well, so wonderful about now. You can do all of those things in different ways that may not be the it traditional. Have to be a traditional way, route. Right. But I think that that's an interesting conversation you're having is because I'm actually in the middle of that right now. Is that why is it that if we don't. If, if we're constantly growing into, into who we want to be, and then we have a partner that may or may not be growing with us, why do we have to get to a point where, where we have to just settle and go, well, if I don't, then I'm never going to have kids, or if I don't, then I'm not going to be happy. Men don't think that way. They don't. They just don't. They go, I'm yeah. not happy. I'm out. You're 60. I don't care. Is that true, I'm Dave? Like, they don't Dave's like frowning a little think bit. think that way. Women feel the clock. They have these other things going on, but it's it's... It's um, but why do we have to think that way? Why can't we alter that conversation? Well, Dave, what do you think about that? I feel like men don't always. I think that's definitely a thing that you see in in men, but also I think they get to a point where they're just like, oh, well, this person is looking for this, like something that doesn't exist. This best of all possible world scenario. Like they've read too much Voltaire, and now everything must be the perfect optimum. I've got to have the perfect bite on my fork so to speak, mm-hmm. every time it's got to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And so basically, instead of, there's a difference between working forward, working towards something and settling. And that's the the area where I don't think people have clearly defined, yeah. you know, motors for their life is like, they're either, I'm going to work towards building this relationship because this person doesn't behave the way that I want them to right now. But that might just be because I'm acting a certain way. Mm-hmm. She's behaving this way because I did this. So I'm going to stop doing this because that thing's not important to me. I love that. That kind of stuff. But I think it's that that weird area of guys get spooked in the way where they're like, she's not going to try and work towards this. All that's going to happen is she's going to say I'm trying to change her. I'm out. That and something might But some women do that as well. Yeah. And that just to me is the people who tend to bail out on things earlier are going to do that. And it's going to be way worse in their relationships. I completely agree with you. They probably do it across the board. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and answer some questions for Overanalyze This, and hopefully Heather has time and she can stay on the phone with us. Yeah. Perfect. All right, we'll be back in a second. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men, written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Hey guys, so we're back. <laughs> Heather's still with us. Are we gonna- 
Are we going to answer questions? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So I was hoping you could answer a question, but first a little bit of context. I'm a big guy. White, 6'3", 327 pounds. Think think more overweight. Linebacker, less fluffy Gabriel Iglesias with average looks. Now, my question is about body language. In particular, purse lip. You can't have any. You're too big. (laughs) They can't 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 see up that high to see your face. Yeah, that's true. How tall was he? 6'3". Yeah. That's huge. He's a big boy. In particular, pursed lip. Hiding, not pushing out. So like... I think we did this before. We did this one. I think so. I think so. I think somebody else had this. I've actually gotten this question several times. Even wait, through. what? Really? Question? He's got a push out lip. He's asking. My question is about body language, in particular, pursed lip, hiding, not pushing it out. I'm noticing it more and more. Yeah, we did this. Women, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Maybe I just you say weren't. Screw it? No, do it because maybe you weren't here. Maybe I did it. Okay. When you weren't here. Um, more and more women pursing their l- lips when I look at them. I read this expression as I am not interested or attracted, which I am fine with if I was flirting with with them, but women are doing this even when I am just looking in their general direction. Quite a few cases, I wouldn't have even looked at them if it wasn't for them doing this. I have become visually sensitive to that particular gesture. Am I misinterpreting or is it something else? I'm starting to get, uh, it's starting to get on my nerves a bit. Thank you in advance for your time, Adam. Can I ask what that is? So I'm like, I'm actually looking at purse lips right now just like, to be exactly sure. It's like, have you seen um, The Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Mer- uh, Meryl You're Streep's referencing character? all the cheesy movies I know, seriously. Today. This, I love Devil Wears my life. I have not. Purse lips is more like they're curled inward, like almost like into a frown, not okay. pushing okay. out. Now yeah, that's I what he's saying. So here, okay. here's the uh, Google images. So gotcha. On, yeah. Gotcha. So in Devil Wears Prada, they I talk about... How, I, I'm sorry, but I typed in pursed lips, and like it's all um, politicians that like came up basically oh, really? pursing their lips. And, yeah. and they're all just like, making mm. the P sound. They're saying like president. So I want to say something here. Right. Okay. Yeah. I will be president. So something that's it's interesting that he brought this up, but um, a friend and I were like last week going through um, like Kim Kardashian. Just do some branding, looking at different branding. Like, <laughs> friend of mine, Kim Kardashian, uh, Kelly, <laughs> and Kim Kardashian. There's a reason I'm saying this. It's really weird, but all their pictures. Where they're even doing selfies, no one's showing teeth. It's like it's the smile is like a. Smirk. It's gone. It's like, and I'm wondering if because I mean we looked at all these big time people, and no one's showing teeth. We're back like in the 1800s, the way they would take pictures. And so I'm wondering if that's like a thing, like the purse lips, like that's like they're trying to do, like trying to smile without they're showing to copy their teeth. the Kardashians. Kardashian, um, look at Kardashians. She never shows her teeth. It's rare. She'll smile, but because well, that's like, a, like the supposed apparently pursed the, the, lips though isn't like a kissy. That's not that's like duck face. It's not pursed is more turned in, almost like you're doing a frown. Like imagine making your lips smaller and doing a frown. That's he pursed even lips. said um, hiding, not pushing out. Yeah, so pushing out is is the kissy thing. The pursed is curling in, almost like you're thinking like hmm, mm. and your lips go in. Interesting. So, um, I mean, I think. To me, that is a symbol of your thinking. Okay. Like um, when, so, like, he said they're that... Hiding. They're scared. They're yeah. Scared. Well, again, like, I just Google imaged it, and it's all, like, politicians that come up. And they're all person. You can tell someone had asked them a question. They were, you know, on the podium or something. And they started thinking, and their lips went, mm, like, in. Um, I see it as a thinking thing as well. I don't see it as a negative. I don't either. Like, so if someone sees this guy, and they, he said they're just doing it out of the blue... Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I just did it to you, like, hmm. Yeah, maybe they're just going, 
Oh, it's a big guy. Like, what do I do with that? Like, your brain's just yeah, kind of taking it in. Yeah, that's what I would think as well. Because some, there's sometimes when I do look over at people, and if I get caught looking at them, I will make that face because I'm trying to show as if I'm thinking something well, smart <laughs> as opposed to just staring at them. Well, it's funny because a long time ago when we were doing Love Line and they have, like, a live stream of it where you could see the video, Nate would watch, my ex-boyfriend, and he'd go, Marnie, when someone's asking a question, she looks like she's thinking really hard. Yeah. And so it's that face where you kind of go like, oh yeah, my husband makes fun of me all the time. He's like, yeah. we're gonna have the, wor- I do have the worst lines in between because I, I furrow my brow. That by the way, you can go on eBay and get these things. Or you sleep with it. It's a patch you put in between your eyebrows. It's an old Hollywood trick, and it keeps you from um, crunching like your eyebrows your together in your sleep. And then it gets rid of your lines. It's just to prevent. Oh, your lines. further deterioration of your skin. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. You peel it off. You peel off your skin, and right, you're just old. That's interesting. So I don't. I don't think it's a negative. I don't think it's like. The, it could be a way to start a conversation, to be honest. If you start noticing this, Adam, I would just say, like, oh, think there's that there's that look again. Yeah. What does that Are mean you when you do it? Are you thinking about me? Are you thinking hard well, about yeah, me? Yeah, stop thinking about yeah. me. Exactly. You can, yeah. you can totally like tease somebody with that. Or even on our last episode, we were talking to um, Phil, who was talking about being a, a det- an equi- an, what is it? A detective? Ten-second detective. Ten-second detective of, like, saying what you think that means and telling the other person. Or just asking, like, what does that mean when you do that? But obviously doing it with the face and not doing it attacking of saying, like, stop making that face. Like, why are you making that face? But in a, in a lighter way of saying, what does that face mean? Because they may not even be aware that they're no, doing they it. No, they have I, no I idea they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, I don't see it as a negative thing. Every time I, I mean, you can actually use it as a line opener of, like, are you pissed or something? Like, what? What? I don't know about are you pissed. But I mean, you could if you did it with, like, a nice smile and some southern like, charm. Please. But that or something? Yeah, you can make it a tease. I mean, yeah. I, I totally. Go, oh, do I look like I'm pissed? I'm sorry. It's on my mind or something like that. But it could like, be, so, yeah, to start a conversation. But Dave, what were you going to say? I, I was going to say, every time the the subject of body language, something that nuanced comes up, most men, honestly, are like, what? I don't know. I would They're just overthinking right it. past that. I would never even notice it. Oh, so, really? Yeah, guys aren't that observant. Fact, I'm not surprised something you noticed like that. that. Not because I think it's just such a common. He's trying to internalize something. Yeah. Like women hating. It's it. a yeah. common reaction. So what I would say with that is go ahead and be a little bold in that. Don't let that stop you. Like move beyond that. Get another no from her. Or that before, she's seriously looking because, at you, which means she's interested yeah. in something. Yeah, because the the likelihood <laughs> of her doing that to push you away is very low. Like she would look might, away from you first. Yeah, it might be natural, but I'd say that's still like, well, go ahead and take the chance. Yeah. If she's attractive to you, you should talk to her. Or maybe you're not, like, not making any sense when you're talking to her. Right, because I'm like, really trying to think what would, what would initiate someone that? to do that. Oh, I do know I'd be that like, Who, what are you saying? Well, what I was thinking is I wonder if he has like a net, huge neck tattoos or something. Like something for someone to go kind of like, huh. About yeah, like your character doesn't line up with what you're saying to me. There's some yeah. No matter what, it's just like it's it's more of like a perplexed thing. I think yeah. of like okay, tell me more. It's like confused. It's looking for more information. And yes, you looking can for more information. Then that's a good way also of look for more it. information from them. That's a great yeah. way to look at it. Yes, and that's what you should well, do Adam, instead of being pissed off about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I had this girlfriend of mine uh, had breakup just two months ago, but was a serious relationship for two and a half years. My girlfriend first broke up with me without any certain reason. After a month, under some conditions, she revealed that she hugged another guy. God <gasps> no. knows. God knows something she more. Didn't. But I think I was not at the time she in him. a relationship with her. So it was fine. They were on a break. Mm. Um, currently, okay, the situation is that we both aren't talking. What do you say? If she comes back, should I accept her? Harsh. Hmm. 
Does he want her back or does he not want her back? It was a two and a half year relationship. She broke up with him. So basically he's saying if he she, her. she he put her, her arms on not. another guy, should I accept her should back? Should I accept her back? Uh, well, number one, you have to realize that you want her back. Mm-hmm. And you're probably thinking more about it than she is. If mm-hmm. she broke up with you and hasn't come back around. Yep. But if she does come back, he's saying, should I accept her? And Heather's saying yes. Yeah. Why but not? are there conditions? Are there terms? Like, well, after I two think... and a half years, she just broke up with him. She didn't give a reason. I, I you know, I, I mean, that's... So here's what I hear with that. Now, I don't know the he situation. We're like just have a question. But what I hear is guys, guys say, oh, there was no reason. Women always speak before right. they ever There is a reason. That's it true. Could be, it could be slight. It could be, oh, I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy. They will tell you they're not happy. Now, men hear it as, well, they never told me. She gave you all these clues along the way, but you didn't hear him. You weren't willing to hear him. So if she does come back, it's like, okay, you were obviously unhappy to leave. Tell me, tell me in second degree, second degree, you know, just very simple kindergarten way, why were you not happy? So we could talk about it. Mm-hmm. I just I think that. The, the idea of like, she just left with no reason. Well, it's because usually there isn't like a formal, I'm leaving because of X, Y, and Z. There's, more like you're right. There's all over and over and complaining, 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 complaining for six months. And, and now you're not I'm seeing it as a real thing. It is funny. I heard, um, oh, who was talking about this? I think it was Alison Armstrong. I forget who it was. But they, she was talking about how um, men and women view trouble in their relationships. Mm-hmm. Women, uh, they're constantly thinking about how to avoid a a fire potentially starting. Mm-hmm. So they're covering all their bases to make sure that that doesn't happen on the front end, whereas men only notice and take care of certain things in the relationship when there's a fire. So if it's extreme, like a breakup, then they're like, whoa, okay, now I'm going to single focus on you. What's going on? So they, they don't notice the little flames and the matches that are being thrown in, whereas mm-hmm. the women are like, "There's a, I'm holding a match up to a thing <laughs> And on I paper. poured a bunch of gasoline. Yeah, it's happening right now, and the, the guy's not really, and I don't, I'm not like making fun of men or making fun of women in this, but like, that, that's just what's happening. So for guys out there to start to pay attention to the little things that women say, and again, I love all, like just being, you know, more inquisitive saying like what do you mean by that when you when you when you are complaining about those things like what what impact does that have on you how does that make right. you feel just like asking more questions so you can get more of the information but i love what you were saying that that's really great advice for harsh is to when they do talk about considering reconciling that he should say you know what i i wasn't getting your hints before i wasn't seeing the matches being thrown right um Tell me what it is. Yeah, what was it? Like, you obviously left for a reason. You probably tried to share it with me before. I didn't hear you. Okay, what was it? Like, just tell me in kindergarten language. Yeah. Break it down for me. And and it's kind of like what I call the elephant in the room. You know, a women, when there's an ant in the room, not even a, a rat, when there's an ant in the room, meaning it's a really small thing, they'll tell you. I'm not happy with that. Mm-hmm. And then men will either hear it. Or they'll ignore it, and then all of a sudden it grows and grows. It and turns grows, into a really scary spider, freaking mm-hmm. elephant, and yeah. they're wondering why they're in therapy together. You're like, uh, I've been talking to you about this yes. for six months, eight months, a year, two years, and then finally one day is like, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. Dave, w- what do you women think? do tell men all the time why they're upset. Yes, yeah. It's just guys just don't want to don't don't choose not to digest it. They don't or do they it. don't. It's, it's not that. Or they don't. Even, okay, they don't choose. It just is the way their brain works. Well, let's right. just put it this way: you've been telling a man the same thing, and you're not getting a reaction for six months, so you break up with him. 
maybe you're to blame for your ineffective communication? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that uh, it? No. Hail to well, the no. Well, I'm just going to say, like, if you want to be in a relationship and you want to communicate these things and you keep doing the same thing and it's not working, you are failing at what you're trying to do for yourself. Then how do we talk, then how do we talk to men? I to guess you might want to try something new. What, like Anything? color book? Coloring book. I mean, yeah, if it works, write it with crayons well, so they can. Well, see we it. Say this. Kristen makes fun of me. Yes, I do. For my meetings yes, that I have with my husband, which we have not Her done in a husband. very long time. But I know that my husband, and Heather knows my husband as well, but my husband likes lists. And my husband mm-hmm. can't compute a lot of information that's thrown at him right. willy-nilly yeah. in between other things. So if I do have a complaint or a request or something to talk about, it's best if I wait till a specific time, I tell him when that time is, and I put it down on a piece of paper so that he can take it in and think about it. What I would say is... If what you're doing is not working, make it more simple Mm -hmm. and keep making it more and more simple until you finally say, like, if you continue to do this, the relationship will end. I don't know how to be any more clear. And yeah, but see, exactly. I completely agree with you with that. But the challenge goes for both ways, too. There. Why does it have to get to a point where it's like, if you don't change it, I'm out the door. It's like, why? Why does it have to get to that level that men finally go, oh, right. Oh, there's a problem. You know, like I've been t- saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, different ways for six months. So it's it but again I, goes back to what I find is that women that women see the relationship as a child, right? Mm-hmm. We do this for the relationship, sacrifice for the relationship. I'm telling you, something's wrong with the child. It's a third entity, right? And the and that is a really critical piece. And a lot of times, men and women don't know. Men men don't look that way. They look, I got me, I got you. That's it. What We're do you fine. mean as a third entity? What, I got what, you, what's babe. the relationship bubble? And the moment that relationship bubble, and there's actually a book about it that I absolutely highly suggest, sure like Wired for Love, it talks about the relationship bubble. It talks about how the women create the relationship bubble. And once the relationship bubble is set and it's secure, then it's the people inside the relationship bubble against the world versus us against us in the, in the bubble. And there's a whole – women automatically do it. Psychologically, we just do that automatically. And the, the book is actually designed for men to explain to them how and why we do that from our brains. And psychology, oh, neurology, cool. I highly suggest it. Wired for love. Okay, mm-hmm. that sounds really cool. But the thing is, it's like not, for uh, this show especially, I don't want to place blame on anybody because no. it's two different sides with yeah. two different right. forms of yeah. communication. In that situation, like as a man, if you're constantly not – seeking to find new ways to understand her you're also failing yeah like you're failing in your job as a communicator of like because obviously guys might not be able to tell that you know like they just think something's wrong with you not the relationship Mm -hmm. and i've had times when a woman would say i'm not happy my ex-wife actually said i'm not happy and when we talked about that she's like stop making this about you this is about me and I was like, what do you want? She's like, I just want you to listen. So I did. And then, uh, yeah, things things went south there. But it's like, it's weird. <laughs> so good advice. When they were supposed to go north. Good advice. Well, I'm just saying that I'm just joking. it did make me better at if I'm going to choose to be in a relationship with someone, I had better figure out the way that she is going to try and communicate things. Yeah, and you don't have to do it, it blindly. Yeah, we are very open to telling you these things when we're not in our yeah, moments. But it's not about all women. It's just about that specific one. So you had better stop all the stuff about women in general and start nailing down how the woman that you care about is trying to communicate. Because, uh, you know, that is you are inside the bubble. So yes, no exactly. one else matters in that way. Just communicate with her. 
I love that. And that's and harsh. I, I think that's good advice for you as well. It's just communicate with her. And if you don't understand what she's saying to you, you can even say, like, I do not understand what that means. That mm-hmm. is like that is like female talk. So you I, you have to break that down for me because I don't experience the same thing as you. Yeah. So I need to understand, like, is there a way that you can relate it to something in my world? Or mm-hmm. even you yourself could say, okay, what I'm hearing is this and I compare it to X, Y, and Z in my world. Just So to really, if even if you have like one little thing that you're trying to hammer out, like if you can stay with each other and hammer it out and spend four hours if needed, then it may not be a problem popping up for you in mm-hmm. the future because then you'll understand it and you'll know how to handle it in the future. So I think that would be very helpful. But it's really just talking to the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, one so last hard. question. So simple. Why do we make everything so difficult? Because we hate being vulnerable. Because I the know. magazines make it look, it's supposed to, if it's too easy, it can't be right. Like, I know. So the truth is, is that if we just opened our mouths in the moment and calmly said something to another person, oh, yeah. it would make things so much more, so much easier. Just being vulnerable. And if people were, were open to hearing it as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and not being you, like, ah, like yeah. that's the worst. Even, I noticed it with my son, right? So the other day, I had asked him to carry something for me and he didn't and i was is just, he turning three in june he's three already he already april, turned three yeah oh so, april right yeah your other yeah. son's june yeah oh, no january january right and i and this is a bad parenting thing that i did because was I, his birthday april 17th yes mine's the 18th oh yeah oh right i should have yeah back wished i should have well now you're doing it now yeah happy birthday Noah. happy birthday to you too thank you um and so where was i going um so yes, okay. Carries a thing of water, and I, I, he said no, <gasps> and I no. said, "Well, that's not very nice of you." Uh huh. And he said, "It is nice. I am nice. I'm a nice boy." <laughs> and he started, <laughs> he started tearing his train set apart and throwing it. And I said, "Nice boys don't tear apart trains." <laughs> and so I started, I started freaking out. It was really bad. Do you but give the, him a hard time about being a nice boy a lot? No. Where would he get that from? Well, because I I think he's been acting out a lot lately because of having a new sibling. Oh, right. So we'll say things like, you're being bad. Why are you being bad right now? Don't do that. Like things like that. No, I'm not bad. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a good boy. (laughs) So I'm just saying like he's he's being vulnerable and saying out loud, this is what your statement is doing for me that you're saying this. So I think that all all of us, you know, have learned to control Hmm. that outburst um, in us. But I think like when we hear that we're hurting somebody that we love love or that we like or that they're misunderstanding something that we're doing or they've 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 interpreted it as not being nice like that is really hurtful because yeah. you're like why why but, would you think but that? i'm doing this yeah, yeah exactly all i'm trying to do and the men do that too. but i'm trying to do this you remember the five things right. that i just did for you this morning how can you be mad at me right so i exactly what you said like both sides have to breathe a little bit it's hard to do in the moment because you're snap immediate reaction as a human is to protect yourself yeah that's that's what you do initially yeah um but you know after that breath kind of coming back to it and saying okay now i'm calm like oh i'm so sorry that i snapped back there but it just it sucks to hear that i'm making you upset or that my behavior is 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 being interpreted incorrectly um by you because my intention is to only make you feel good so tell me what it is that happened um and how we can avoid doing that in the future and i think just you know Continuing to do that throughout your relationship will only make the bubble stronger, your relationship stronger, and you'll have better communication so that there's there's less of these needs, uh, less need for those outbursts to happen and people not feeling so wonderful, so wonderful about things. 
Makes sense. Yeah, those are my thoughts. Okay, last question because we have a few more minutes. Um, maybe I have read this one. I just are you near wind chimes? Yeah, seriously, where are me? you? Me, <laughs> outside. <laughs> outside. Way outside I feel very. I just yeah, suddenly. Nice shot. I just suddenly felt relaxed. I know. <laughs> very zen. Together. One, two, three. Totally. Austin, man. Tell him. Okay. Um, I'm in my mid-20s and looking to get into the dating world for the first time in my life. I have high-functioning autism and was more focused on getting through school and finding work. Part of what comes with being on the autism spectrum is my, in my case, is that I get uncomfortable when I'm touched unexpectedly. I'm wondering what you think would be the best way to I share that information. What? Too. No, I sent these to you, I think. No, we did this one. Really? I think. All right. Well, Ben, screw you. You don't get an answer today. Well, no. Wait. I feel bad if we didn't, but we definitely did. I just don't uh, trust myself. I think, you know what, I think we did You know, too. the problem is we lost so many episodes. For our listeners listening, we lost a lot of episodes. Yeah, so maybe so we, we could have done this one. So yes, they might have not have heard okay, it. Okay, so actually, I do know we were okay. at that hellish place, yeah. and we did do that one. So I'm going to not we, undo typing. We can redo it. Yes, yeah, okay. Maybe they okay, didn't hear the it. best way to share that information and when the best time is to do so. I don't want someone to think I'm not attracted to them because I flinch when I'm touched. Thanks, mm. Ben. My dad flinches when he's touched. Not that I'm like touching I my dad. I flinch when I'm touched. Well, my dad has this thing. Like he's never once had a massage in his life. Like he's, it's, he's not an uptight guy. But I used to. He would sit at the desk and do horrible. bills, yeah. and I would walk up behind him when I was a teenager and just like touch like where you'd massage someone on the back, like a neck back part, and he'd go, ah, "Don't touch." And I mean, really? he would literally his whole body would just go. Tew. Autistic. Oh wow. Yeah, and he's he's probably autistic. No, but that's a lot of people because their nerve endings are really sensitive. And if you're doing it out of nowhere, it it, it can you know it, it's very jarring to yeah. be touched in some way. <laughs> I just don't think him and my mother have had the most uh, sensual relationship. I can <laughs> right, imagine. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, don't do <laughs> that to me. Stop it. It's horrible. God. So what would you recommend? Like how how was somebody who's dating someone? You know, if they we, the way we talked about it before, we yes. did say it's you have to do it in a playful way. It might be hard for him because he is autistic. I don't know how he is with being kind of fun, casual speaking funniness. But you can you can almost maybe touch them. And you can be like, ah, like, like touch their hand and be like, you know what? If I did this, if you did this to me right now, I would freak out. OK, that's a good way to do it. You that's know? a good way to break the ice yeah. on it. Yeah. Because I'm a, most likely you have talked about the fact that you are autistic. But for anybody who do, you know, doesn't have that. Yeah, I'm assuming they would know, yeah. right, going into it, that they're going on a date with someone with autism. I don't know. Hey, I, mean, I, I don't I'm know. So you don't really to have to reveal that information. Okay. It's, you know. Um, but I think what we had said before, I do remember talking about this before. Yeah. I like the the playfulness of it. Yeah. But it's really exactly what we were just talking about with that last question. It's having your freak out moment where ah, I don't like being touched and then saying, oh, my God, okay, I have to tell you something. When people touch me, it, it, it like sends chills up and down my spine in a weird way. But I actually I'm trying to work on getting better with touch. Give me your hand. And then like start rubbing yeah. it all over your body or something. Yeah. Like as yeah. a joke, you know, again, playing around with it and not mm -hmm. making it so serious. Dave, what do you what do I you would mean? say if you haven't dated anybody and you're in your mid twenties because you've been focusing on other things, I would start out with going out with groups of people first off and then meeting the people that you date from the people who've been in that normalized group with you for a little bit. Uh, so mm -hmm. friends of friends are probably a good thing because you have some special relationship needs. Imagine him at like a uh, at like a, uh, like a swingers party? at like a swingers <laughs> party or okay. something. He's like, no! yeah, ah, ah, ah. but I will get that. Even like so, so my best friend even like what, first, I, so I love 
I love being touched, but sometimes when it comes out of the blue for me. Oh, yeah, it, it's always it's yeah, a little I, like, oh, I tense up jarring. as well. Yeah. yeah, it's jarring for a second. So it's really just making light of it. And yeah, like you, you actually get... don't even have autism. It's just normal not to want to be touched. And, right, exactly. Out of the blue. But the good thing is now, too, there's a lot more discussion in in public yep. about autism. And so the likelihood of you finding someone who understands oh, what you're dealing with is mm-hmm. a lot higher now than it was 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. One four well, that's bringing up the fact that you have autism, for sure. Yeah, about- but I also think just the, the things going around that, though, people, we've learned that there's a spectrum and yeah. that it's not like the violent outburst or nonverbal everybody. Yeah. It, some people just have different things so yeah there's like there's like 30 people i know who was. for sure are on the spectrum and so i feel like i'm on the spectrum in some way because there's like things that you know are listed i'm as... totes on the spectrum are you mm-hmm. yeah i think autism can be a label though that you yeah. know people have a particular view it used to be add mm-hmm. yeah that was a really bad label for a while yeah uh, i was diagnosed when i was seven and they tried to put me in special ed you know but, back in the and... day they would have tried to give you a lobotomy we've come <laughs> a long way i know mm-hmm. luckily, luckily i was yeah they want to touch you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i mean they would put me in special ed and all kinds of stuff and and luckily they didn't and my mom fought it but at the same time i think that nowadays it is a, it is a conversation like okay what are we you know, how do you um, dating and, and autism? How does that work? What's the different spectrums? What does yeah. that mean? But I think exactly? it's the same way you talk about anything: a divorce. Um, right. I have children. I have herpes. I don't know. It's all with a smile on your face and a positive <laughs> and a herpes on your lip and information. <laughs> right, exactly. Information about what that means. And what that means for the person who's sitting across for you. Yeah. So, you know, for the for the touching thing, whether you're autistic or you're not autistic, I just said you're artistic. You're autistic <laughs> or you're not autistic. It's just saying, oh, I know, my God, like touching is so weird for me, but I actually really enjoy it. Or I'm trying to get and more comfortable with I it. I wonder how it would go sexually, though. Like, I mean, once you're involved sexually, it's like you know you're about to be touched and stuff. Right. But I wonder if maybe it would be heightened because it, maybe right. their it senses be, are more. He it might could be, like it. You could twist it to be like, damn. Like, there's like a porno for like aut- autism people who don't like to be touched. Right, just like videos of people touching <laughs> yeah. their like, Ooh. arm. Ooh. <laughs> but it, that's the thing. It could be because you may just, just not be used to it. It's funny because I thought that a lot of people with autism um, like to be squeezed. Like, uh, whatever. What was it? Like an orange? What was that Claire Danes movie? Not Like, um... <laughs> Like were you like ha- like held really tightly like to yeah. be comforted to like be well, uh, tubby, was, I, uh, she had the cows that was the whole thing um, I have no idea it was a movie it was a true story about this woman who who did have autism and she wasn't able to calm herself down and she created this invention that when she she would crawl into it and it would it would be a very tight space like, very, like kind of how you mm-hmm. swaddle a baby right. um, Temple and then, Grandin Temple Grandin and you yeah. you, you squeeze because for most people to calm them down that's what I do with my son you just sort of squeeze them and hold them close and it calms right. them down and so she ended up doing this for um, cows that were about to be killed Oh. To help them like calm down before oh, they go into oh. a meat factory. It was really sad. But I wish I was a vegetarian. Right. <laughs> yeah, me too. But anyway, I'm actually going on a date and getting burgers tomorrow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But so like squeezing people. I mean, I'm just saying. Once he gets into a relationship, he actually may like yeah. being touched. And I think right. when you're not sort of spooked out by it or caught off guard, right. it may be a great thing. Anyway, that is the end of our show. Kristen is going to go on a date for me. It's oh, going to be amazing. I am. I'm very was, excited. So the guy, actually, I just want to tell you guys this. He suggested... Um, like beef? Well, he said something about being a vegetarian. Then he's like, JK, I'm not. And I'm like, oh, I totally love burgers. He's like, let's go grab a burger. And then um, he took it a little far where he's like... Because I made a joke. I go, I could have two burgers. I mean, it's not that funny, but I just said I could have two burgers. So he then he... I could have three? 
Well, so then he goes, let's go to one place to get one burger and another place to get another burger. And like, I know you thought he was, and then I never responded. Right. You're like, okay, I'm I'm like, like, that was okay, my joke. Let's, like, take it down a notch. Slow your roll. So then he wrote back like the next day, like, if you don't want to go two places, I totally understand. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, I did not want to go two places. Um, so anyway, don't do that if you're <laughs> asking a girl on a date. Like, it's okay to be playful. Don't take it too far. Like, it's like, I've never even met you. Like, what about this is me? But this is a comedian. Yeah. So I would say, I don't take that advice. <laughs> Fully because you can be fun, just not too fun, just not too fun because you want to be more fun than Kristen, right? But my neighbor across the street, she was in this um, texting banter with this guy, where they turned in their interaction in as if they were talking about like interviewing for a job, and for me, it, I would have gotten over it very fast. Yeah. This whole like equating it to going for an interview, but Seinfeld they says that. they went on for five days with this wow. type of dialogue with each other. Like in a she, jokey way? Yeah, and she loved it. Yeah. She, I mean, that's a little long. She's a teacher, so I don't know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but she, I'm just saying, she liked it. I was like, oh my God, that would totally drive me insane yeah. if he was still playing. But she was playing it back that same way too. But then they met in person and didn't end up working out. But just saying, some people yeah, are fine with they that, but it can, can be take a turn it too off far. for some people. If you can, lead it in a different direction, but it won't always kill the conversation. Anyway, Heather, thank yes, you sweetheart. very much for being on the show. If you want sure. to find more uh, more about uh, Heather, she, she has some dating triggers, yes. um, a website about dating triggers, but what about the dating younger women? Do do we have that? Can yeah, I send people there? It's always can... at youngerwomen.com. Basically, it's just a course on, on called Dating Up, how um, teach you how to date and communicate to younger women. Now, younger could be 10 years, right? So right. It could be so. 55. Um, so, okay. So, go to winggirlmethod.com yes. slash Heather Young. Heather Young. That's what I'm going to send them Not Nicole. Not Nicole Young. Heather Young. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show and being welcome. Available. Thank I know you, you so have much to. for having me. You're welcome. Enjoy Austin. Uh, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Don't be a loser and download individual episodes. Please subscribe and give us ratings. I mean, we're on lots of different platforms. Mm-hmm. We don't have to just go on to iTunes. Do it on SoundCloud or... Do they have reviews on SoundCloud? I think they I, do. Or you, they you do? can share and star it and like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like so not technical and that stuff but um go and please just share this podcast with people because i mean we want more people to know about us yeah put it in their funnel yeah put it in their funnel it's been a long time since we said that (laughs) yes exactly because i know better now (laughs) um but yeah thanks guys for listening you guys are awesome we will see you next week bye